Hi, everybody. KT here. And Susie, you think everyone's opened their CD at Alliant? If they're smart, KT, they did. I hope so, because who wants to miss a 12 to 17 month CD and get 5.4% interest? Unbelievable. And if they have $75,000 or more, they can get 5.45%. Fabulous. So I hope all of you go to myalliant.com and do what, KT? Just look for Susie. Susie Orman here, and you are listening to the Women in Money podcast. Now, this is not your ordinary money podcast, for there is nothing that I do that is ordinary. So if you want to be the powerful woman that you were born to be in every aspect of your life, then you have come to the right place. We are strong. As you know, one of the main topics that I am focusing really my entire life on right now is financial abuse. So many people still have no idea what the definition of financial abuse happens to be. The National Domestic Violence Hotline joined forces with Avon and they asked me would I interview seven women who have survived domestic abuse. And I said, of course I would. So I am going to play those interviews for you over the next few weeks and few months. So on this episode, we will hear from Leslie. So Leslie, girlfriend, tell us your story. So I was about 24 years old, a couple of years out of college. And uh, one day I was going to the hairdresser and as I was walking in, I met this guy outside in the parking lot. So at the time, he was a painter, so he was putting his supplies up, and somehow we just struck a conversation. And so uh, from then on, I just found him charming, and you know, he was cute, um, and he looked around my age, so or, or maybe about five years older than me. And so we exchanged numbers, and he called me a couple of days later, and we just started talking, and it seemed like we had kind of similar personality. Typical dating type thing. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. And so we started going out maybe about a week or two later, he revealed that he was uh, actually 39 um, and not 29. And um, at first I was like, I don't know, you know, that's a little old for me at 24. But, um, you know, he, there was just something about him that uh, he was that guy that's like, I'll take you out, wine and dine you, you know, let me show you something else, let me show you the world. But your first red flag was there was this big age difference. Yeah. So that was the first flag you didn't listen to. That is right. All right, so now, all right, so now, he's gonna wine and dine you, go on. Right, so one of our first dates, he said, well, have you ever eaten Thai food? So I'm like, no, you know, I. This is my first like major relationship, so I hadn't really been out. And so he drove me out to this place that was kind of like in the country somewhere. We sat out on the patio and we were just enjoying our meal. So the food that I eaten was really spicy. And so after a while, uh, my water ran out. And so I'd asked the server and uh, she said, I'll be right back. And uh, she didn't come back for a little while. So then I started to cough a little bit and he's like, man, you know, she hasn't come back yet. And I'm like, no, you know, no big deal, whatever, I'll be fine. 
And so I coughed like maybe a third time. Well, then that just sent him into a rage. And so all of a sudden he's yelling at the server. You know, she's, you know, like I was about to die or something. <laughs> but, um, and so it just gets to a point where now everybody's looking at us in the restaurant. And he stands up and he's starting to yell and curse and scream and I'll never come back here again and how dare you. And then finally the owner comes out and she's like, get out, you know, just leave or whatnot. And so he just throws money on the table and then we get in the car. And as I'm walking out, I remember like mouthing to her, I'm so sorry, because I don't know what's going on. I'm just caught up. It's like he went from zero to 100 like that. And so... Um, He's just talking to me like, why? And he caught me saying, I'm so sorry. And he, when we got in the car, he's like, why did you do that? Like, I was trying to defend you. How dare you, you know? And so I didn't really know how to react or what to say or whatnot. So then I started saying, I'm sorry to him. And um, eventually it just kind of died out of the conversation. But that was another red flag that I missed, that he could get really volatile and very angry and upset, just sometimes for no reason. And what did you do with that flag? I tucked it under, threw it away, because I just didn't know. Like, to me, I thought maybe this is how relationships are supposed to go. I didn't necessarily have, like, a guide. Um, my parents divorced and separated when I was really, really young. So, you know, going back in between them and between them fighting, so. So you just I thought just a relationship that. was yeah. one that you fought in. Yeah. But he was being protective of you. Right. And you liked that. I did like that. All right, yeah. so now tell me what happens. So what happens is, um, you know, after a while, after he's held a steady job, he's making really good money, he takes me out a lot, then he starts to spend time at my place a lot, and all of a sudden he doesn't have a job anymore. And are you working? I'm working. And are you making good money? I'm making pretty decent money for somebody in their early 20s. And you're saving it, and you have control over mm -hmm. it, and you're feeling yeah. good about oh, it. absolutely. All right, so go on. So after a while, um, like he, you know, I gave him a key to my house because I thought, oh, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, you know. Um, he lost his car for whatever reason. So What does that mean he lost his car? Uh, Maybe he possessed it? I don't know if he, that he borrowed that car. I can't, you know, exactly remember what happened to that car. But Now, I have to ask you this. Yeah. When that car disappeared, was that your third flag? It's probably more than that. It probably was like the 20th flag by then. 20th flag by yeah, then. Yeah, but oh. I just ignored it. Uh -huh. Because, again, I thought, this is a relationship. We're supposed to share. We're supposed to help him out. All right, so go so, on now. Yeah, so after a while, um, kind of the manipulation game started to play in. Like, you don't need anybody else but me. So I had friends who I talked to all the time. And then you say, why are you talking to them? Like, you don't have to talk to him. You shouldn't be going out with... Because I had a really good guy friend from college. And he's like, you shouldn't be hanging out with him or going out with him. You have a boyfriend now. What's wrong with you? And so I remember the conversation I had with my friend, like, oh, and I'm repeating his words as if I'm him to my friend. And I remember my friend just paused. He's like, what? What's going on with you? Like, is that how you really feel? And I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't go out. You know, like, I don't want to be disrespectful to him. So maybe, you know, we'll just keep it cool. Yeah. And manipulation started there. So that's a real key sign for yeah. everybody watching us right now. Yeah. That when that kind of manipulation starts, when you first start dating yeah. and somebody is controlling what you're saying, who you're seeing, 
Is that a warning sign? Absolutely, yeah. Because I would talk to my mom every day too. And then he's like, you don't need to talk to your mom. You're grown, like you're a grown woman. Like, are you a baby? You know, so all the signs, at first when we started dating, it was like, you know, let me show you something, you know, because I'm older. And then it started turning into almost like father, daughter, like you don't know anything, like, you know, so let me train you, let me teach you how the way of the world is supposed to be. So then I stopped talking to my mom a lot, like, and then telling her, well, I don't need to talk to you every day. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a grown woman. I'm trying to find my way in life, you know, so it so was So he just, actually took over your mind. Yeah. As so, well as your heart, absolutely. as well as your soul. Yeah. So a slow isolation where I didn't really notice it. So then when did it start to get really, really bad? Um, well, there was one time where um, we were just having a conversation and I was just talking to him and I was just being playful. And so I just like tapped his, like, oh, come on, whatever. And like snapped. And so he just like, like backhanded me. And he's like, don't you ever do that again. Hit you on the face. Hit me on the face. Like to the point where it stung. Yeah. And so I was just in shock because I'm like, well, I was just playing. Like he was like, don't play with me like that. I don't, I don't want you to play with me like that. And so little things like that. And then, you know, shoving sometimes and just kind of belittling me and, and saying things about me and saying things, you know, at first he wanted to take me out to eat. And then after a while it was like, look at you, like you got food on your chest, you know, like you're like a pig or something. So, and now all of a sudden, instead of just a sweater or a jacket laying around, I come home one night from work and his friends are there, which it was another couple. And uh, the wife says, oh, I heard you guys are moving in together. And I'm like, no, but I come in my living room and like there's boxes everywhere. Like we had never discussed this. And then he's like, hey, you know, welcome home. And I'm like, what, what just happened? Like, I don't understand what, <laughs> where's my life going? And so now he's moved in with you. Mm -hmm. Your money's starting to go to take care of him. Mm -hmm. And then when did it really turn where it was like, oh, my God. There was so many other little things that were going on that I didn't know about. So I didn't know that he was into drugs. Um, I had taken him home um, to my hometown and there was a point where we went in the downtown area and then all of a sudden he got lost. Like just couldn't find him, wouldn't answer his phone or whatnot. So looking back on it now, I'm pretty sure he's like, he needed a fix. And then Leslie, do you feel that you just totally lost yourself? Absolutely. You lost yourself. You lost your mom. Yeah. You lost your friends. Yeah. You lost that boyfriend that was just your friend. Yeah. You lost everybody. Right. So I was working full time. Then I would go home, change clothes real quick, and then go to a restaurant to work part time. Why were you needing to work two jobs? Because support I him. Yeah, support myself, support him, pay my bills, because now I'm behind. He started hiding drugs in my house. And then when I found it, I flushed it down the toilet. And then I remember him coming in and he's like, what'd you do with that bag? Like, where's that bag? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, grabbed me. He was like, I need to know. Like, what did you do? Like, he's like, that's a lot of money that you just flushed down. I know you did it or whatnot. So now, like, he's like, talked me into, like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, you know, whatever you do, like, I need to find this. And so he's like, well, it costs maybe about $600. So I need you to go get the money to replace it because I'm going to be in trouble if you don't. And so I found myself going to the ATM to go get money out, you know, to replace it. Because one, I didn't want him to be in trouble and I didn't want to be in trouble with him. And what was the breaking point? So him having another relationship. And I just felt like the loyalty and the disrespect 
the, there was no loyalty. There was no faithfulness. There was just disrespect. Once I once I found that out, that really was like the turning point. Even after all the manipulation and the you know separation, that was the one thing back then in that in in my head in a relationship. That was the one thing I didn't want to put it with. So how did you get out? Um, I ended up basically creating my own witness protection program. I changed my phone number. I changed jobs. I changed um, because he, he was still trying to get you. Yeah. And what? Where is he today? He's in prison. Oh, he's in prison he for in what? Prison for murder. He yeah. killed somebody. He killed somebody maybe within six months after. When you were with him, did he have guns mm -hmm. around him? He slept with a gun under his pillow. You know, he could have killed me in my sleep if he wanted and to. And was that a flag to you as well? No. At the time, no. You just like, thought, still, like, okay. he's, oh, he's protecting me. Protect like, oh, so he, need, he, yeah. needed a, he needed a gun under there in case that. In case somebody broke in. And, and he was going to protect yeah. you. And what are you doing now? Uh, well, as far as work, I'm an Avon representative, so I've been with them for about 15 years. So and I'm are you doing well? I'm doing very well. Yeah. When did you finally identify yourself as an abused woman? Probably, probably last year, because I never really thought about it. I didn't, I mean, I knew it happened, but I just didn't think about it. I just kind of like pushed it back. And now do you date? Are you afraid to date? No. So, I'm not afraid to date, but I know what I'm looking for now, and I know what I'm not looking for. So now you know, at the age of forty, yeah. you now know your own thoughts. Absolutely, yeah, which is fabulous. Yeah. So a strong woman, a secure woman, does not dwell in fear; she dwells in faith. She dwells in faith with who she is and what she can do. So can you at least just make me this promise that from this day forward, you are going to be a financial survivor? that you, Leslie, are going to take when you get your paycheck and you are going to save it. You are going to have a retirement account. Yes. You are going to do all of these things because what I hear is you're very successful at what you do. You have a big team under you. I want you to have a big bucket of money under you. <laughs> so if you do, yeah. if you say, me too, you want that, yeah, I do. then you can do that. Because when you have financial freedom, you can travel, you don't have to work, you don't have to be worried about anything, you can do anything you want, anytime you want, and you are the then master of your own financial destiny. Do you think you could share that dream with me yeah, for yourself? I want that for We myself. got a deal. We got a deal. All right, girlfriend, <laughs> and I am you. so happy to hear that you are quite the survivor. Remember, if you are being abused or you know someone who is being abused, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline or Purple Purse. Or write me here, here at AskSusiePodcast at gmail.com.
Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.